My name is Arturo Prestamo, and I'm uh, chairman and uh, interim CEO of Santa Cruz Silver Mining. We are uh, oriented in the silver uh, production and base metals as well uh, with a, a, a component of zinc. So uh, thank you for having me here, Merdi. Arturo, thank you very much for joining me. Um, <clears throat> Santa Cruz Silver, market capitalization around $80 million Canadian. You've got uh, production in uh, a number of operating sites in Bolivia and in Mexico. Uh, you are about 18 months into the process of acquisition or, or post-acquisition of the Glencore assets in Bolivia. Um, can you just kind of give me an overview on where you are in that kind of assimilation pro process? Do you, are you fully assimilated or is it, or is, is there still more time to come? Uh, I, I think we're very well advanced, uh, Merlin, in, in the whole process. Uh, and the reason for that, I think uh, it helps a lot the, the cultural similarities between Mexico and Bolivia. Uh, we, we share a lot of similarities uh, and, and that help us, I mean, to overtake the operations and understand how people work, how people, um, I mean, what are their motivators and, uh, and whatnot. And, uh, and that's been really helpful for us. I think that has been one of the reasons why the transition process has been uh, very smooth and, uh, and we feel we're very very advanced in the in the whole uh, process of uh, undertaking the assets. Have you had the uh, is the mining style and the mining operation um, very similar in in Mexico to um, in Bolivia? You mentioned the kind of the cultural similarities, but just on an operational level, is is there a similarity as well? Definitely, there there, there is Merlin, and uh, and actually in our case, I mean we uh, we have a lot of experience with these uh, narrow vein systems. Uh, we know how to work them, and uh, and same uh, in Bolivia. In Bolivia, our mines, uh, most of the mining uh, takes place in narrow vein systems, so we're very comfortable uh, in that environment. What's the, what have been the, the most significant changes that you've kind of carried out over the last eighteen months? Well, um, there's been different uh, areas, if you allow me, from the administrative and from the operational. Uh, uh, if you allow me on the administrative, we have been trying to get um, um, slim um, staff uh, in both in Mexico and in Bolivia, but at the same time, uh, a more robust and and um, and let's say, if you allow me to put it this way, we're trying to keep as much as muscle in the, in both uh, um, uh, jurisdictions. Uh, uh, staff-wise or uh, administrative-wise, uh, uh, we have been uh, working on how to leverage on synergies that both uh, countries or jurisdictions might have. We have identified uh, different areas uh, which we are uh, working uh, as we speak. For example, the accounting, we're working on, on getting uh, the Mexican operation to be consolidated in, in Bolivia under the SAP software or platform, which uh, we found very, very solid and very robust uh, and reliable uh, as a source of uh, uh, information. So uh, that's something that we're working and it's giving us uh, some indications on, on some areas that we can uh, benefit uh, to have a slimmer, um, or sorry, a, a, yeah, a, a most efficient uh, uh, staff uh, operation here or administrative team here in Mexico. So uh, from the administrative point of view, uh, I think that's one uh, very important one. 
from an operational point of view, uh, there are synergies that we're trying to leverage on, uh, for example, the rock mechanics department. They are working closely, uh, Bolivia and Mexico, to learn uh, of pre on previous experiences uh, what, uh, how to control certain areas or certain um, circumstan circumstances or situations where um, both areas, uh, Mexico and, and, and Bolivia, both uh, departments, can share information. Same as some uh, equipment and, uh, and, and, let's say, purchasing power. There are some uh, suppliers that have an international uh, coverage, and, uh, and as such, they are seeing us now as a, a whole group. So that is giving us as well some leverage on, on, on the purchasing power of some uh, of the consumables and, uh, and even uh, underground equipment. Thank you. Um, so let's take a, kind of a, a snapshot of the company where it is today. You've just published, or a couple of weeks ago, you published your um, quarterly report. Um, you've got some highlights in there. You've um, produced... Uh, Remind me, um, remind me of the headlines. Um, you've produced uh, 21.7 million ounces, I think, in the in, in the first half of the year. Sorry, tw that, that was your EBITDA, was the 21.7 um, uh, million dollars EBITDA. Remind me what your production numbers were for the first half. Sorry, I'm getting my numbers mixed up. Absolutely. On the first half, we produced 11.2 million ounces of silver equivalent. And uh, on Q2, we produced 5.5 million ounces of silver equivalent. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much our production for so far for Q1 and Q2. Um, what are your kind of key takeaways from your quarterly results? Um, is it steady as she goes? Um, you know, the, the costs are up a bit, perhaps, but um, what? how do you summarize the, the your Q2 kind of um, result figures? I think Q2 is kind of a reflect, I mean, it's reflecting um, a process of uh, stabilization. Uh, process of a uh, transition uh, being uh, in an advanced stage, and and we see for 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 this year um, a continuation on 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 the production in that range. Uh, we have already identified areas where we can increase production, um, but uh, for the time being, our main uh, objective is just to maintain, consolidate uh, our production, and bring costs down in certain areas that we have identified these changes takes time so you will see in the coming quarters um, very likely improvements uh, on our all-in sustained uh, catch cost uh, in as a result of these um, uh, identified um, areas of opportunity and and that's that's going to be our focus for for this year merlin and uh, hopefully next year we can embark into uh, let's say, improvements that will give us uh, an increase in our production organically, uh, as we have um, already uh, identified. Uh, just, just to give you an idea, at Caballo Blanco Group of Mines, as we speak, we're very advanced and, and on time and in budget in the uh, connection of uh, Tres Amigos Mine and Colquechaquita. That, um, that 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 tunnel, that underground tunnel, will give you a lot of efficiencies uh, or significant efficiencies at Colquechaquita and uh, Tres Amigos. That will help you bring costs down as well, because you will be able to 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 get the ore uh, out uh, from uh, Colquechaquita in a more efficient way. So that's just to to 
to mention uh, one of the 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 activities taking place aiming to increase production and and, and bring costs down. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I I was kind of looking for some uh, some detail because you said that uh, the transition is an, in an advanced stage. But I, I, what do you mean by that transition? Are you, is it development of um, stove faces? Is it training of staff? You know, um, um, any more examples of what you mean by opportunities to reduce cost or advancing the transition? That that would be most helpful to understand. Right. Yeah. Well, this this interconnection tunnel I was me- I was uh, mentioning. It's a, it's one of the most important. Uh, let's say, task that we have in place right now to bring costs further down in our Caballo Blanco group of mines. As for Porco, for example, um, in Porco, we are revisiting the mining plan and we're targeting our initiatives or our um, production uh, budget to veins that have a narrow system. I mean, they are narrow veins, but with higher grades uh, than 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 what Glencore was uh, running back then. Glencore's approach was to mechanize the mine, which is, I mean, okay, but uh, uh, we feel that we can work narrow veins uh, very efficiently, and uh, and that will allow us to reach uh, higher grade veins or areas that were not mined in the past, and, uh, and that will give us, of course, uh, efficiencies as you'll have uh, better head grades, better recoveries, so for Porco, uh, that's kind of the focus as we speak. And then for Bolivar mine, uh, Bolivar, we're dewatering uh, the main mine uh, uh, there, which uh, has um, a, a dewatering program for the next year, which will allow us to keep uh, going down into the system. And as well, um, the Rosario mine in Bolivar. The Rosario mine is a mine that... Um, Little by little, it's a new mine, but uh, we're uh, doing development and preparation of the mine as we speak. And uh, once we have two levels uh, ready and stopes ready uh, for next year, that will be another, um, let's say, reason why, uh, or another, um, yeah, another objective for us to bring costs down as you'll be mining more, uh, or from stopes rather than from development. So uh, we're, we're working on different uh, areas at each of the of the three mines or the three group of mines. Okay, so kind of, so kind of incremental gains across the the, the group, with some being um, more obvious than others, for, such as the interconnection tunnel that'll suddenly liberate. Um, uh, the 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 development schedule and the and and the haulage system. Um, good, thank you. Um, we, um, when you talk about the narrow vein mining at Porco, there are two things that jump to mind. One is the the um, the fact that Glencore had a mechanized mine, and presumably that was a minimum width of two meters or two point two meters, and that you are now able to mine on uh, much narrower widths. What is what, what what is a narrow vein mining width in Mexico? Sorry, in in, in um, Bolivia. In Bolivia, same as in Mexico, Merlin. Uh, let's say for us, one and a half meters and less than that, it's already a narrow vein system. Uh, anything uh, below two meters, uh, it starts to be 
a narrow vein and uh, and needs um, a different mining method, not to make it more efficient, less dilutive uh, for 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 sure. Um and um. I think I have to touch on it. You know, you had a tragic, a bit of tragic news from Porco. Um, in in July, there was a fatality. Was that linked to this narrow vein mining? Um, can, um, no. And also in the in that report, um, you mentioned the do kind of an investigation. So, um, I, I know it's a difficult subject, but please could you just kind of tell me a little bit more about um, what happened there? No, absolutely, Merlin. And those are the kind of things that uh, should never happen in in. In no industry, no. But uh, talking about it, our industry, it's something that uh, very sensitive. For us, it's uh, it's definitely, uh, uh, I mean, um, uh, a very stressful situation. Uh, in this case, um, there was um, part of one equipment that uh, this employee forgot in one of our um, inclined shafts. Um, the inclined shaft uh, has been worked. I mean, working uh, throughout the last uh, few days, but it was a little bit, um, the rock was not well sustained, so that the area was closed. The inclined shaft was closed. Nobody can come into the area. But unfortunately, uh, uh, this gentleman took the, the, the chance to go back uh, before um, any working, uh, I mean, the chief begins. He, he he thought it was appropriate to go back and recuperate uh, the equipment that he left in that area. And unfortunately, at that very moment, uh, some rocks fall, and, uh, and he was trapped in the in the in, in, in the inclined shaft. And uh, and and as a consequence, he he lost his life. <clears throat> but um, yeah, that that's I well, mean, it's it's, it's 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 a difficult. It's, yeah, it's a really difficult thing to talk about. In the news release, you you said that there were um, uh, that you were going to investigate it, and there were kind of conclusions and recommendations. Um, where are you in that process, and and have you reached those conclusions and recommendations yet, or is it still work in process? Well, uh, definitely no. We have reached those. Uh, the investigations are pretty much um, finished, Merlin. And uh, generally speaking, that's that's how things happen. Unfortunately, as well, uh, this gentleman uh, was on his own. Uh, nobody was accompanying him, and, uh, and that's that's that's, I mean, not a protocol. That, uh, but um, at the end of the day, Merlin, it's a working process. Every single day, we need to make sure that our miners come into the mine and come out of the mine. That's the most important thing for us, and we need to make conscious about uh, safety and health on our people on a daily basis. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes uh, the, the culture uh, requires more extensive um, efforts from us to make us significant uh, and conscious of, on our employees to be truly cautious and really stick to the rules and to the discipline that this uh, industry requires, right? So uh, it's a it's a day-to-day uh, working process, and for us, uh, the most important thing uh, to do before getting into the mine: make sure that they are uh, conscious about the risk, make sure that they have in mind uh, all the discipline and rule that uh, that the work requires, and. Um, and work closely with them. Uh, that's what we're doing and what we'll keep doing. 
hopefully this kind of events uh, won't happen again. But we're doing our best for sure. Um, let's let 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 let's hope so. So let's just take a kind of a step back, and if we look at the the company on the on the at a big picture level, um, um, what do we want to look out for? Are you saying that there's going to be incremental growth or um, steady state production? So what what's going to change? Is it going to be the the cost base or the production level or both? Both, both actually, Merlin. We have some initiatives uh, uh, to to achieve this uh, as we speak. We're, those initiatives are are taking place. And just to mention one on the production uh, front, if you allow me, San Lucas. Um, it's our trading company. What San Lucas does is purchase ore from the small miners around the uh, the, the different uh, districts, and we process that ore at our three different meals, right? But what happens is that San Lucas is taking, let's say on an average one week a month of each of your meals to process the ore that San Lucas has purchased, right? So your mines, in the other hand, they are keeping the pace of these meals to have them at full capacity 24 seven, right? So uh, as a result, you are, uh, let's say you are having one week of production from your mines that is not running through the meal, right? Because San Lucas requires time from your meals, right? On an average, it's almost one month of uh, production uh, that San Lucas is um, taking from your own mines, right? So, uh, I mean, we need uh, a new meal uh, where we we might be able to um, have an agreement to to lease a nearby mill so that we can process the ore from San Lucas uh, on a standalone standalone basis. That will allow you to release milling capacity at your three mills, right? By releasing milling capacity, you will have now your mines uh, uh, at full. I mean, with with full dedication uh, to your mines. Uh, the, the milling capacity will be dedicated completely to, to your mining production. And San Lucas will be on a standalone basis with this new mill um, processing the ore that has uh, porches on, on whenever time. Uh, that will give you just give you some reference. That will give you the same amount of ounces, that's the ounces that San Lucas has been producing but you, from your own minds, relatively speaking, no round numbers. So uh, in other words, you you can organically increase around 1.5 million ounces of silver equivalent on a quarterly basis just by having one uh, meal dedicated to San Lucas. And that's something that we're focused as we speak. And, uh, and hopefully we can have something arranged in the next coming uh, months uh, and we'll be very pleased to to announce to our investors. Okay, so you so um, um, hopefully by next year you'll be able to kind of show that incremental growth. Uh, that that is correct. And in addition to that, Merlin, um, Caballo Blanco Group of Mines, um, this um, interconnection tunnel between Tres Amigos Mine and Colquechaquita uh, will allow you to increase production there as well. Um, so, I mean, I think we have a very clear objective 
and 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 goals on how to uh, organically increase our production. So year to date, Caballo Blanco produced 2.6 million ounces um, silver equivalent. Correct. Um, so what what when when it grows, what will it reach? On a yearly basis, should be uh, well Caballo Blanco. I mean, give or take, uh, that's, I don't have, it'll give a, at least another 20% increase in your production because you are going to be releasing milling capacity at Don Diego milling uh, uh, facility, which uh, is now dedicated uh, on a monthly basis to uh, uh, San Lucas. Okay, thank you. Now, um, in your presentation, you talk about having access to a $40 million Bolivian uh, a series of um, bonds in Bolivia in a, in a variety of structures. You've got a $10 million working cap facility. You've got $7.7 .7 million in cash at the quarter end. Um, where are you in paying off uh, Glencore and the, the, the free cash flow that you can um, use for your own development plans? Um, kind, of, uh, kind of top level um, capital flows, right. please, in the company. Uh, absolutely. Well, our next payment to Glencore Merlin is in March 2024, and uh, and that is for 22.5 million dollars, right? Approximately, round numbers, no? So um, our cash flow, or I mean our our own cash flow, um, definitely might not be there for for the full amount, and at the same time, we want to keep a healthy treasury in Bolivia and in Mexico, so. Um, we have different. Um, I mean, you can ha you can work through a different uh, blend of uh, of initiatives. As you point out, we have around forty million dollars of uh, of um, of um, let's say uh, access to forty million dollars on different uh, uh, vehicles uh, in Bolivia in the bond markets. You have uh, Japan, one of your companies in Bolivia, has a program for our, for twenty five million dollars. And then you have San Lucas with another program for $15 million. So um, we can access those at, at any given time. Uh, in addition to that, you have a $10 million facility uh, in place with Glencore, which we have not exercised as well. So um, that combined to your own cash flow will help you to um, pay the next payment to Glencore in, a, in, a most convenient, in the most convenient way, right? So. As we speak, we're, um, let's say, reviewing the best alternative to be prepared for that time, but definitely um, we'll be in a, in a good position uh, when that moment comes. Do you think the market is concerned by your balance sheet? Because I mean, if you just look at your share price performance this year, I know you can take it, it's quite spiky and quite volatile, but... Um, in February, you are up at 57 cents and you're currently at 24 cents. You know, this has been, I, I know the sector has been terrible, but do you think you've been particularly punished because of balance sheet concerns? Uh, absolutely. There's um, there's something around that. And also, Merlin, um, let's don't forget that this transition has been, uh, from an accounting point of view, has been a challenging one, right? All the, the, the Bolivian companies were not under IFRS. 
and uh, and you bought seven companies in Bolivia, and you have three companies, uh, offshore companies as well, which none of them were under IFRS. So when we finished the audit or, or, or let's say the fiscal year of 2022, um, we were working hard uh, to get these mines aligned to uh, to the standards uh, that a public Canadian company re requires. So, unfortunately, um, that that complexity of uh, of these uh, the adoption of uh, of the IFRS uh, took longer. It, it just to give you an idea, when it's your first adoption, you need to go three years back and bring them those into IFRS. So that whole process, um, I mean, became a little bit uh, challenging time-wise time and, uh, and and we didn't came out uh, with with the, I mean, on a timely matter uh, with our financial uh, statements uh, filed, being filed. And, and, and as such, we have, um, we, we, the stock was halted for uh, approximately one month, and I think that that was um, something that gave a little bit of a let's say of a weird flavor, if you allow me to put it that uh, like that, to, to our investors. Um, I'm pleased to tell you that um, we're very comfortable uh, with uh, with the whole process. Now uh, all the companies are fully IFRS and. Um, and we should never be in a position like that again. So I think that was that's one of the reasons. But of course, the balance sheet is uh, it's an important one, and uh, and our working capital uh, deficiency um, does not give comfort to to our investors. Not nonetheless, I mean we we have different um, uh, initiatives that we're working to improve uh, our working capital. Of course, the most important is our production and our own cash flow. But we have, um, as we announced uh, in, or we have described in our MDNA, one of our companies, uh, which has a liability for around $25 million, is in the process of being sold. And uh, we should conclude that process in the next coming months. Uh, uh, it's, um, it's already in a very advanced uh, stage. And that will... Um, Will, will will clean your balance sheet uh, in well, or, or will help you improve your balance sheet uh, at least in the short-term liabilities for those twenty-five million dollars. Uh, and with that uh, being said, and that that is one of the of the things that we're uh, as we speak doing. But sorry, Martin, you, you were saying. Well, no, I just um, I. If, if I can repeat back to you what I think I've heard in, in terms of the investment case, it's um, the if, if you get the leasing on the on the mills for the um, for the um, for the San Lucas trading company, that'll give you um, a significant boost to your to your annual production. Um, some of the operating um, changes that you're making should uh, reduce your operating costs, including the interconnecting tunnel at Porco and the, sorry, at, at, at Caballo Blanco and the um, shift to um, manual narrow vein mining at Porco. Um, the the balance sheet will become clearer over the next six to eight months as you 
hopefully reduce um, sell off the company with the twenty five million dollar liability and provide clarity on the the way that you're going to make that payment to to Glencore by crystallizing the the work and capital facility, crystallizing the the um, the, the bonds, and so you know that's the investment case and the and the um, I guess the um, the 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 risks associated with that are operating a risk and um, the silver price. Um, is is that a fair summary? Uh, that's a very very appropriate summary, Merlin. And yep, you have you have just described the picture properly. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, so, uh, for the investors and the audience out there, um, what would you? Uh, how would you just kind of describe the news flow over the next six months for them to kind of keep an eye out on on make you making progress and kind of ticking the boxes as you go through? Right, that's a that's a very important question. Um, well, first of all, we have the resource estimate under forty two one hundred one. Those reports are coming um, shortly in the in the in the next uh, let's say now in September as we as we give guidance. Uh, to our investment community in previous news releases, so we're coming on time with those, uh, and and that those reports uh, will allow us to give a guidance for next year, uh, in let's say by the end of the year at Q4, and uh, and I think um, in addition to that, uh, that our investors will have a good idea on what's uh, our resource uh, today that life of mine that we have at each and every one of the of the mines we own, uh, including Soracaya, which is an exploration asset in Bolivia. So I think that's a very interesting one. For the first time, Simapan, the mine in Mexico, will have a technical resource estimate uh, under 43101. Uh, so that will also be um, of, uh, of value to our uh, investors. So I, I think that's a very important uh, news release. In addition to that, Merlin, we're working to align uh, the reporting at each of our mines, and uh, and that will give us, and it's giving us already, comfort to come and tell the markets um, or give the markets a guidance on 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 our next year's production, and also our goals for the year, as I was pointing out, uh, the interconnection tunnel between Colquechaquita and uh, Tres Amigos, um, uh, the, the watering process at uh, Bolivar, uh, the initiatives at Porco to improve uh, productivity and head grades. So we'll be able to give them a, a very clear idea on the steps that we're taking towards a more efficient operation uh, all across the company. Don Arturo, thank you very much for your time and for your clear explanations. Um, good luck with the uh, the progress in the months ahead, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you as you um, tick off those uh, those milestones and those um, meeting those objectives. Thank you so much, Merlini, and thank you for having me here in in, in your program. And um, it's a pleasure for me to be here with uh, with you and. Uh, and your investing investors as well to the investment community.